Welcome to the Loyola Greyhound Podcast. I'm Jason Johnson, the Director of Video Production for Loyola Athletics. Join us as our guests will range from coaches, trainers, athletic administrators, and student-athletes. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with two longtime affiliates with Loyola and Loyola Athletics in specific. Father Brown and Father Jack speak to me about the connection between athletics and their ministries, and they offer a special message of hope for the Loyola community, friends, family, and alumni during this Advent season. Here we go. Presented by the Pinnacle Advisory Group. I want to thank you both for uh, joining the Loyola Greyhounds podcast. It's great to talk with you, um, especially with the Advent season coming up. Um, before we get into that and kind of the things that have been going on with the university, I'd like to get a little background from each of you. So uh, just a quick overview of your longtime affiliations with Loyola, um, how you've interacted with athletics over that time. And um, Father Brown, if you want to start, that'd be great. Well, I started with athletics probably uh, back in 2010 when, or 2008, when um, Coach Charlie Toomey asked me to um, lead a lacrosse retreat. So that was sort of something that I did for him because we're old friends. And I replaced Father Dan Ruff, who had done it for a number of years. So it was just something that he personally invited me to do. And that was the beginning of my association with the athletic department. And Father Jack, how about you? Uh, sure. I came to Loyola for the first time. I've been here twice. So I was here the first time from 2007 to 2012. And um, as Father Brown said, <coughs> excuse me, as Father Brown said, Father Ruff worked with the uh, uh, Loyola Varsity Lacrosse team. And there didn't seem to be any other teams being worked with. And so um, I started out sort of a small program and, and I got together with a, Emily Rauer Davis, another campus minister, and she started to work with some of the girls teams, but I began a program of uh, doing retreats, weekend retreats, overnight retreats and all with, uh, with volleyball, women's volleyball, um, almost everybody swimming, both teams, uh, basketball, men's, not women's, almost every team except varsity lacrosse. Um, so Father, Father uh, uh, Ruff did it, and then Father Brown came in, and he did it from, what did you say, 2008 to 2012. Um, and uh, now I'm back, So, but, but Father Brown sort of filled that gap with the teams that I worked with. So I work mostly with the, the club athletic teams now. And Father Brown, you mentioned uh, about the retreat with Loyola men's lacrosse. Um, how have retreats evolved over time and what do you think that they bring the teams? Well, as Father Jack said, I just did the one retreat. And then when Father Jack was transferred to Indianapolis, um, really the, there was nobody doing them. So I just really did it by default. It really wasn't something I really had thought I was going to be doing. Mm. And so one of the things about it, it evolved because the coaches saw the value of continuing. I don't think it was really about me as much as they realized from Father Jack's working over those years that right. this was a different way to bring athletes together than the normal way. And it was a little different in terms of uh, the full, you know, we talk about the whole person at Loyola, but we talk about 
the intellectual and the emotional and the spiritual as well as the athletic aspect. So I think that the model that Father Jack designed really took off and had to be continued. So um, I just filled in and it depended on the sport and the coach and the students. There were different um, energies around that. Um, but I think the stronger, uh, the, 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 the lacrosse obviously continued, but then women's lacrosse to Father Jack got started really, really, really took off. And I think because of them, a num number of the other uh, women's coaches saw the value in that. And then the rest really just continued. So then Father Jack, what, what would you say, especially with like women's lacrosse and the other women's sports that Father Brown is talking about, um, what has made the connection you think between athletics and your ministry uh, special here at Loyola? Well, you know, when we do any retreat uh, at Loyola, it's really about, it's, uh, they're faith-based. So they're based really loosely on the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. So they're, they're much more broad than his, his details and his specifics. However, they, they, they touch into the human heart and um, they have, they have you, you, you get the students away from the athletic field, the conditioning, the training, and you put them in a, in a place where they're talking about important things in their lives. Who do you wanna be? What do I have to unlearn? Uh, who, 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 who are the people? What does leadership mean to me? And how does that, how has that worked in my life in the past? And so you, you kind of take them away from lacrosse and soccer and volleyball and you bring them in to talk about themselves. I know with, I can remember the first time we, so the first, I can remember the first time we met, it was Emily, myself and Charlie Toomey met with all the other coaches, varsity coaches, because Charlie had had the successful retreat and he appreciated it with, with Father Ruff. And so we met and we talked to try to tell them, this is what, we do, this is how retreats work at Loyola. We'd like to do them with your teams. We'd like to interest you. It was really slow at, in the, at the start. The one, um, I forget his last name, Mark, Met, Mark Metric, was the varsity uh, men's soccer uh, cap, uh, coach. And he took it right away. He bought into it right away. And then it kind of moved from there. I remember when Jen Adams agreed to retreat. Um, she would have probably at that time have described herself as a, uh, maybe a non-religious, specifically religious person and um, spiritual, not religious, I think. And, and she was great, but she came on the retreat and I'm not sure how much she really bought into it, but she brought them. And these young ladies were just phenomenal in the stuff that they shared from their heart. And Jen took it all in and experienced it. And then at the end of the retreat, she spoke to the group and she just wept. She just wept when she talked because she, you know, they know parts of the, the coaches know parts of kids and parts, a lot they don't know. And the kids know not a lot about each other, especially young ladies, but, but boys are different. Boys don't share sort of intimate parts of their lives, you know? So with these retreats offered these kids, I can remember Father Brown and I did the retreat in, uh, uh, when the when the NCAA uh, the the boys won the NCAA championship and I can remember that retreat we had Sean O'Sullivan was a uh, was a senior I think and his mom had stage four cancer and nobody on the team knew it he was a transfer student but he'd been there a couple weeks and no one on the team knew it and he spoke about her and it was so completely moving you know and I can remember Adam Pomper on that retreat and Adam died the following summer. 
um, passed away and stuff. And the whole, the whole team went up, you know, everybody went up to the, to the funeral and all. I, I gave a eulogy and cause I knew him through family friends. So I knew him a little differently, but just these, these kind of things that they might not normally experience. So building that family, that connection sounds like such an, a, a wonderful thing that we have here at Loyola and athletics. But Father Brown, this has been a really different kind of year. So what ways do you see students, and I'm not just talking about athletes, um, but non-athletes as well, just students all through Loyola. How do you see them connecting with each other uh, during this time? Right well, the, we could talk about athletes because there's an organization that was founded over the summer uh, by Colleen Campbell and uh, Daniel uh, Fitzpatrick and um, uh, Andrea Hoffman. It's called uh, Student Athletes for Social Justice. And they've been, they started out very, very intense. And, you know, we always wonder how that's going to go, but they have really, really taken on the issue of uh, social justice from the perspective of athletes. And they started over the summer, put out a, um, a very detailed questionnaire, which many, many people, many of the athletes and the coaches responded to. And some of the, some of the things that came out from the questionnaire were rather uh, challenging and shocking and so forth. And so we kind of knew where we wanted to go from there with uh, a key group of athletes from uh, men's basketball, women's soccer, um, crew, uh, cross country, tennis, and they have continued, they have sustained this, this organization and really continue with programming and linked with uh, the, the social uh, justice, uh, the, the uh, Dr. Cheryl Moore Thomas's uh, work with the Council for Equity and Inclusion. And they've designed some programs and continued. So I, I would have to say, even though they're not present physically, this particular uh, group of students has design something that I think has a long, long life ahead. And I think it will get incorporated in many different ways when the students return. All right, the last, the last thing I have for you guys is it's a, it's a difficult time right now for a lot of people. Um, with the Advent season going on right now, do you have any sort of message for the loyal community, family, friends, and alumni of talking about the ways that they are connecting. Like, it, even though we are apart, it does feel like they are making strides to student athletes, uh, Loyola students in general and the community to come together and, and uh, for the fight for social justice and other aspects like that. Do you have any sort of message during this Advent season uh, for the Loyola community? I think that, uh, and, you know, this has been, 2020 has been uh, um, quite a year. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to look back on it right now. I feel like it's the worst year ever, but I'm not sure we're going to look back that way. You know, time will tell, you know, but we've had the, uh, the, the pandemic. We've had the terrible race issues and injustices and, and George Floyd and Black Lives Matter that, that it is something that's not just not, wasn't just like a protest and then it's gone. This is the real part of who, who our, 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 our country is, who our culture is, who the people are. And then we've had all the chaos over the election and, and the aftermath of the election, everything that's going on. But I, I just think that we have to stay hopeful. And I don't use that, I don't mean that in a cliched way, but I look and I say, you know, I'm currently furloughed. 
So I've been fur I'm furloughed for the month of December. And, you know, I look at that, that is an opportunity to do some things that I haven't done before. I'm trying to paint, I'm reading a lot more. Um, I take, my mom's almost 95. So I'm, I look after her a lot and she's in good shape, but I look at my life and I say, I have my family, I've got my mom, I've got my job. I love Loyola, the kids are coming back. And those things, you know, there's shadows over everything. I'm not trying to act like there isn't, you know, uh, we were talking right before we started this and we said, you say what's new, well, there's not a lot new. I mean, there's a lot new on the news, but in people's lives, because you can't do that much. You can't go out, you can't be with people, but we do see a, a, some brightness in the, in the, on the horizon and in, in the near future. And I think we just have to kind of keep hope and keep our connection, our relationship with God alive. You know, that's, that's just so important and, and especially in the lives of people in the Loyola community. Well, I would just echo what Father Jack said about hope and hope in, I hope, we hope that 2020, we, we all have developed a kind of a 2020 vision as a result of what everyone's been through and think that there's so much that we've learned from what we endured that the hope I think is that we will have a better sense of community when we come back together in a way that we never did before and that all the things that we miss, we will highlight and that all the things we've had to imagine through our hope will get realized. So Evan is that time to imagine with hope and it's, uh, it's a good way of thinking about 2021 being a really, really good uh, fruit of the, the blossoms of hope coming, coming forth. Very good, very good word there. Um, I wanna thank you both so much uh, for your time and speaking uh, to me about the things that are going on with Loyola, the community and, and just reaching out to talk with them. Uh, I know I greatly appreciate the encouragement for hope, um, especially during this time, to keep the focus on that. Um, so thank you so much. Thank really you. Thanks for inviting us. Thanks, Jason. Thanks very much for taking us in. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas.